Good evening, I'm Roxanne Johnson. Uh, my son, Jamal Bird, was murdered by BC Metropolitan Police in 2019. I'm here with my co-host. Good evening, you guys. My name is Latoya Benson. I am the mother of Xavier Hill. Xavier was murdered at the age of 18 by two Virginia State Police Officers, January 9th, 2021. We are honored to be joined tonight by Anne-Marie Grant. Do you want to go ahead and give a brief introduction, please? Hi, good evening, everybody. Uh, my name's Anne-Marie Grant. My brother Thomas Purdy was um, 38 years old when he had a mental health crisis and was asphyxiated to death by Reno Police in Washoe County Sheriff's Office. Um, sorry for your loss, Anne-Marie and Whit, but we're so excited to have you here this evening. What year was that that your son, that your, I'm sorry, that your brother um, was lost by police violence. What year? Was uh, it was 2015. So well, we'll be going on seven years uh, in October. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened um, on the night that your that your um, brother was lost? Uh, sure. So we're from um, Massachusetts, and my brother was a guest visiting the state of Nevada, and. He had a mental health crisis on the casino floor that he was a guest at, um, and he asked the security for help. He was non-combative, non-assaultive, non-aggressive. He was delusional and did think that someone was trying to shoot him. Um, and instead of helping him, security roughed him up, trespassed him for the, from the hotel and called Reno police, who um, showed up and put him in a, a hog tie. <clears throat> which is when they connect your hands behind you. They handcuff you and then they connect your handcuffed hands to your shackled feet with a strap behind your back. It's similar to what they do to, to animals at a farm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So sorry that happened to you and your family. And so since the seven years ago that this has happened, how have you and your family been working, you know, uh, we, we, we hear, we, we like to talk about um, as much pain that comes within the trauma of, of losing a loved one. We like to talk about the ongoing actions and any kind of, uh, you know, any kind of initiatives that you're putting forth as a family to get justice for your brother. Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you to both you two ladies for putting forth this initiative to give other families a voice. Um, to, to try to let other families know what we can do to make changes together. That's right. But at first, for the first couple of years, you know, I wasn't connected with any other families. And um, a man named Rick Hill connected me with um, uh, other impacted families. And I saw how empowering that was for me to, to know that other people understood and, and that I wasn't alone. And I also um, recognized the collective power that we have together, that our voices are, are, are stronger together. And um, I started reaching out to, to um, other impacted families, whether they, whether they had been in the fight, um, you know, for 15 years or they newly, newly into this nightmare that nobody wants to be a part of, just um, sort of to try to pay it forward. Because as we all know, there is no manual when um, the police kill your loved one. Um, so just to um, be able to connect and let other people know that um, you're yeah. not alone. Yeah, because you have a pretty big database. Um, I know you have a pretty big database as far as like, um, not only do you share what's going on, but I know you share Rick's information too as well as far as his page is concerned. Um, 
I'm not sure we have that link, but I know that she does. I think is it every Friday or how I actually it? try to share every every single day um the okay. names of that the that the loved one was lost, right? Um yeah, on that particular day of the year that That's people, right. yeah, that have been um who have died during interactions with law enforcement on the state since the year 2000. Because there was, I, I refer to um, Fatal Encounters Database, I use a lot, but because there was no database um, until like 2014 when he created that and there's no real data collected before 2020. So we don't truly know the How actual- How many numbers it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Emily, let's talk about, um, so when it comes to data, right? I was talking with um, somebody else and we were just saying how um, it's really important for people to understand how many lives are lost to the police. Um, we were talking earlier about people say all the time they're collecting the data. Explain to anybody, um, as far as we know, one of the biggest hurdles we have to jump is qualified immunity, right? Explain to people the connection with the data and qualified immunity, how you're making that connection. Um, well, qualified immunity is the barrier to holding law enforcement accountable. Of course, any family that's been, in, been impacted and lost a loved one to police, we want to see jail time and criminal charges. And we have to keep fighting together to get to that point. Right now, our only avenue is civil lawsuits. But even then, most civil lawsuits die before they even start because of the doctrine of qualified immunity. That's right. Which which basically um, says that um, if it's objectionably reasonable, the actions of the officer, um, then they get qualified immunity and, and it's okay that they murdered our loved one. And I say to myself, well, if it was objectionably reasonable to hog tie a non-combative, non-assaultive, mentally ill, 140 pound soaking man for 40 minutes, what isn't reasonable to them? Um, and so qualified immunity is something that was actually created by um, a judge, like out of thin air. The judge gave, decided qualified immunity would apply to law enforcement, um, district attorneys, um, and judges. And a lot of the times it's also used for other state actors. Um, but in this situation, uh, qualified immunity is the absolute barrier to families getting um, any type of civil litigation justice. Um, and it also kind of ties into, um, there is a, another um, Supreme Court case, Graham v. Connor, that is, if you, when a district attorney justifies a shooting, you'll see that they always refer to Graham v. Connor. Um, and it's like, oh, the officers have to make split second decisions, but then right. they also say, you know, that they they're going to look at the totality of the circumstances. But let's be real. Those officers are trained at the academy on what they need to say to justify killing a community member. They are taught they all use the same, you know, keywords. Um, barricade was reaching, uh, mm -hmm. looked like he had this X, Y, Z. But um, so we actually um, myself and another impacted sister have started a petition um, that actually is asking if you fill it out, it explains a little bit about a qualified immunity and it's asking your, your state representative um, and our um, US um, representatives um, to end the doctrine of qualified immunity and support a bill that would, um, would do just that and qualified immunity for law enforcement. Um, 
we can't get to accountability um, if qualified immunity is, is in play. And the petition also is requesting that when law enforcement use deadly force, that a truly independent uh, investigation occurs that does not involve um, law enforcement of, of any type. Because police investigating themselves is never going to get us to transparency right. and accountability. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. So, um, uh, and I also just like um, would encourage families on top top of signing the petition, look into your local legislature when they're in session and yeah. support the police reform bills that may be coming up. I know 2021 they had a lot more um, police reform bills, but who can speak better? on the issue than us directly, than impacted families directly. They shouldn't be hearing from lobbyists or um, people that they, they can't deny our testimony and truth. And, and that's our job is to, to give our loved ones truth because the state or the city or whatever agency it was robbed our loved one of their voice. And it is, it's our duty to speak out for them and it's our duty to do whatever we can to get these changes made in the laws so that no other families have to endure this nightmare. Like Roxanne says all the time, um, we have to go out and vote. Um, I think part of it, even when um, people are to sign a petition, right, and you find who your congressman is or your senator is in the area, it's important to make sure you're voting for the right person. Um, it could be anybody in office, right? People can, you got people all the time saying, I'm running for governor right now. You could be a horrible person and have no agenda for the people. So I think it's important that we not only educate ourselves about who is in office, we got to know what the primary, and I'm brand new to this. So like I said, I'm a newbie, but I know part of it is getting involved. And, you know, you have to, when people say, because I have the impression the whole time, like, you know, we say, hey, our vote is not heard. It might not be heard supposedly on like, the national presidential level, supposedly, but your local level, you it can't be exercised because the ones who are not doing it for us, get them out of here, oh. right? That's right. That's right. Um, it's important to know who you're voting into office. It's important right. to support like-minded uh, candidates who are supporting the issues that you are. And like you said, and if they get into office, and they don't follow through, then you need to hold, you, we'll hold them accountable, hold them accountable and get yeah. them out. Yep. Right. Right. And, don't, and, and, and you know what I would love to see personally is like an impacted family. You get out there and you run for office, you know, that yes. we're all at different stages and stuff. I, I personally couldn't do it, but nothing would make me more happy than to see an, a directly impacted family member running out there for office. Um, there is a mom. I, there's a mom. I can't think of her name right now. I'll consider you later. What's her name? I'll say, do you know her name? Adrian Hood. Hood Adrian. Oh, that's no. Well, yeah. not no. Not only Adrian Hood, but there's another mom I know too that actually ran and she won. Oh wow. Um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna think of her name right now. But Adrian is running right now though for a seat. But I think I want the, the other mom might be in Florida. She ran and she won. They said. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, it is possible, man. It, it definitely is possible. Hey, right there. That's an action we can all take when we get off tonight is to, to, to write a letter in support of Adrian Hood for the that's office right. that she's running for. Yeah. 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 That's right. yeah. 
And we I just want to mention the petition will automatically um, send it out. You won't have to do any right. research. The petition will send this petition that we're circulating. We'll send it off and to the right people for you. So, because I know, yeah. like you said, I'm a, I'm a newbie, like three, four years into the legislature, and it's you, you're learning every day. They don't. Right. I, it's intentionally this way, though. They do mm -hmm. make it so convoluted, but. Um, but once you, you know, baby steps, you know, we learn something baby new steps, every day. Yeah. Every day is a learning process for all we of had, us. We um, had Angela Pencil on last week who was saying how it's important for the people to apply the pressure and have that power behind the right people. Because, if, you know, you have people like Adrian, there's other moms who are impacted, who are going into these seats. They need a power on the field to say, hey, y'all know what's going on because we have the, we have the same agenda, right? To yeah. want to push that objective. Yes, I agree. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, like I said, we have to be the change we want to see, you know? Absolutely. So, Anne-Marie, once we um, fill out these petitions, what, what happens next? It'll automatically send it off, um, and you should, it, like, it, you'll get a uh, an email confirmation. Some now, it all depends on your particular legislature. I know for me personally, it took a couple of weeks before I got back. Sometimes you'll get a, an actual response from one of their representatives or their atta attaches, um, assistants, whatever they call them. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's just an automated message, but don't, you know, you can continue to keep the pressure. You call your local um, elected officials. Um, like, did, researching who is going to be elected for district attorney when it comes to the issue yes. of municipality yes. and yes. police killing your loved one, that's a major player and somebody that you, yes. that's the race you really want to um, focus in on. Follow yes. the money. There are websites that you can go to that will tell you who are donating to these particular candidates, that's whether right. it be police unions, um, you know, big corporate business, um, You'll know you that it's you know it's it's the law they have to report and usually each site does have um, a website where you can search that information. Do your research because a lot of them talk the talk, mm -hmm. but they don't walk the walk. So, um, so yeah. get them out of here. They got the yeah. Go. Get them out. <laughs> get them on out of here. Like you said, I think too that's another avenue. Two people gotta realize. Um, I learned as well myself that um, I, you you think that it's the end all be all when that one DA says not going to prosecute. But what I'm learning is that when there is a possible one who got the right head on the shoulders, you can you know present your case again, and there's no guarantee. But you don't know unless you try, right? That's right, and I think that I've seen a few cases actually in California. Um, it's I'm not sure through that, right? Yep, there's a couple. Yep, I'm not sure what county it was if it's more than one county but um california passed a, a law a few years back and now they're those some da's that they're going through the cases and they're reviewing them and like you said there's no guarantee but i don't believe it would have happened without the pressure of the public and the families directly themselves um we had uh, dj henry um we had wayne on here a couple of weeks ago and the same thing with his case the case happened, I think it was said 13 years ago. Yeah. And the new the family kept pressing on, it kept pressing on for the new DA, and the new DA has kind of decided to they haven't given any promises yet. But like I said, just the hopes of knowing it's not the end all be all, you got an avenue to go to. Right, right. And I think, you know, um applying pressure or said another way, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. 
the squeaky, right. the squeaky wheel gets the most oil. So we gotta, oil. we gotta stop, make noise. We gotta make it make our our um self known and heard. You know that we want what we want from these lawmakers who are there to serve the community, not the yes. other ram. You know we pay law enforcement, quote unquote, to protect us. I don't know who they protecting, but you know that's a whole another story. But the bottom line <laughs> is we have to. We have to hold them accountable on all levels, from the from the uh, municipality to township, all the way up to the uh, the White House to the uh, the Senate and the Congress. We have to hold them accountable because if we don't, they will continue to do nothing. That's right. Do nothing. That's so what, what else is going on, Amory? You know, you got the petition going on. What else? What else? What other actions? Um. So the families in Nevada. The families impacted in Nevada in the county that my um, brother Thomas was killed in. Um, we organize a yearly event where we um, get together to support and share our stories and truth. And we were calling and still calling on the attorney general, Aaron Ford, to he has the power under a bill that passed in 2021 to open an investigation into the any state agency um, for constitute patents and practices of constitutional violations and certainly law enforcement um, robbing people of their due process and, and life right to life is a huge constitutional violations. And, yes. um, and it seems that there's a lot of, uh, and this is across the country, but a lot that the response to mental illness is um, bullets, tasers, um, armored vehicles instead of compassion, humanity and kindness and empathy. And I think we have to all be vocal and say, this isn't how we want police responding to situations in our community with, with um, escalation and violence um, and, and at the cost of human life. The, the preserving the sanctity of human life should be number one on, like you said, the municipality, the city council, your county commissioners, all the way up. Yeah. So I'm just continuing myself. Um, the, the Nevada legislature is in session. And un thankfully, unfortunately, I don't know how you forget it, but because of COVID. Hey, Marie, can you send me the link again real fast? I want to um, be able to show everybody on the screen as well. Where sure, they can actually go. Or? Um, so send it in. Um, send it to me on the Facebook if you want to. That's fine. Okay. And you, you're talking about the link to the petition, right? Yes, please. Okay, sorry. Um, there we go. Okay, thank you, Shabbat. I am on my phone too. Um, and also, um, we have a, a website, impactedfamilies.com. We're we're just trying to um, provide support um, to other family members, provide information. We're we're just getting that going. It's just in its infancies, but we do have a um, say their name memorial page on there um and, and if anybody's interested in having their loved one's name added there's um on impactedfamilies.com there is a um a, th a form to join um we also um i also would appreciate um if anybody's listening um and i'll get like the information of how um how you can help do that. Um, but there is a bill in Nevada, currently SB 362, which would require a peace officer. Uh, I hate even using that word, but that's the word in the language of the bill um, to uh, 
if someone indicates that he or she can't breathe, that they get them um, immediate medical attention. Um, it's common sense to me. It shouldn't have to be codified into law. My only issue with the bill right. is that there's no consequence should they law enforcement choose not to um, actually act upon what the language of the bill says. Should it pass, there's no consequence. And I did let them know today that you know the consequence should be a prison prison sentence, a long one. If it costs a, if it costs somebody a human being their life, you know, because yeah. of their negligence. Um, so um, I'd appreciate um, support. There is a website on the Nevada legislature where you can um, just click a thing that you're in support of it. And if if you don't mind, I'll get that um, to you after Latoya. Um, That's fine. And we can share it later on. That's totally fine. We just want to make sure that um, anytime we have a meeting, you know, we make sure that we are about action, you know, and we want to be able to have people to, uh, they have to know where they can go to get, uh, to be able to yeah. support it, right, you know. Yep, the petitions on impacted families too. Um, it's I M P A C T E D F A M I F A M I L I E S dot com. Um, there's a link on that and a link um, to to the other thing to submit um, your loved one's information. Um, trying to you think. guys, Emily, we also is on Facebook as well, so you can find her on there. Um, keep in mind that she does. Um, what's Rick's last name? Do you? I can't think of it. Hill, Rick Hill. Rick Hill. Okay, so I know she shared, like she said, it's daily. So look for her page if you're also looking for just um, other families uh, because it's a good way to know names that are not out there. It's a good way to know people. There are a lot of John Doe's out there. You'd be surprised. Even if you go visit his website, you can see on there how many people are listed as like John Doe. And they're not even accounting for, you know, they're being killed by the police. So Emily, we want to thank you so much for your time this evening. Um, be sure to send me whatever links you can, how we can support your fight for Thomas, um, as well as the bills we start to as well. We're here, you know, fighting together. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Latoya and Roxanne. I enjoyed um, the opportunity to come on and speak with you both. Yes, in solidarity. It's nice to meet you. Of course. Mm. All right. Good night, you guys. Night, everybody. Thanks to Sophie for her technical skills, too. <laughs> Good night. Hello, Rocky. I appreciate the grace. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Let's close out with... When you see something like a Jalen Walker, where about 100 shots are fired, which is obviously at least gross negligence, right? You're obviously acting recklessly. You're doing all the things that show should take a closer look into this and hold someone accountable and nothing happens, it usually speaks to, from my perspective, system-wide corruption. That's like right. this is too blatant for right. there to be no accountability, no action, and something mm -hmm. that's this egregious. And then it's important because, you know, some of us know the history that right next door in Cleveland, there were 150 shots fired not that long ago. Mm -hmm. So this is something that officers in this region are like getting away with and getting away with. Mm -hmm. And the district attorneys, the attorney generals are declining to do anything. So for us, when Jalen Walker happened, unfortunately, we were like, we have to do something very extreme to get attention. 
Right? We knew it. We were like, because if we don't, people are not gonna pay attention. And not only that, that's what the prosecutors want. They want the community to be quiet. Yep. That was the yep. way they can sweep it under the rug. Our goal is to let the prosecutors, the mayor, and other elected officials know this isn't going away. Right. And you have to do something. One more clip is where I never called When you see something like a Jalen, one of the challenges that we realize there's not enough right. happening around the country. And most of the names people don't know. And so I think we have to go to the DOJ in force and say to them, listen, we got thousands of names and we believe these names are connected to patterns in local law enforcement that's going unchecked and we know more individuals are going to die because of it because the consent decrees again like that happened after Rodney King and different administrations and the Trump administration came in and they ended them so we really need something in place that takes the consent decrees to the next level the community of individuals and families who who hold these names near and dear have to go to the DOJ and make this a priority. And I think it also gives us the ability to begin to think and organize together. Because yeah. people have to realize the, the gravity of what we're dealing with. We're dealing with folks being lynched in 2023. And Literally. now we're dealing with folks being lynched. We're dealing with folks being, Black folks being lynched predominantly with no accountability. Not no recourse, no. nothing. Left to deal with that trauma, right? Yeah. But we need to talk about what the next level of pressure and accountability looks like, because I think we have to go beyond consent decrees as well. I am Latoya Benton. And David killed my son. He was murdered by the state police on January the 9th, 2021. He was murdered by DC Metropolitan, the police in their custody. He died in their custody and they claim that they don't know what happened. They had they have been us arresting him. This is life after the impact. A podcast more impacted family, science changing. The focus is on what happened after the media, the lawyers, and the activists are gone. Impacted families are left to face uh, the loss of a loved one equally respond to violence. We will focus on their continued fight for justice and how you can go in the one that just walks away. Which you call these take another life today. We will not want someone to left to say. Burning, and all we do is pray. Yeah.